Welcome to The Like-Minded. I'm Cami Pons, your host, and today we are talking about self-care. Before we jump in, I just want to remind everyone to please rate, review, and subscribe if you enjoy my content. So it does feel a little late to be doing this episode, um, just because I talk a lot about self-care, um, and it's mentioned a lot throughout my episodes. So I kind of wanted to take this time out, and that's why I named the episode, you know, Back to the Basics. I kind of want to take this time out and start back from the beginning and talk about self-care, right? I think it's important for me to define it since I'm talking about it and mentioning it so much within my other episodes. So let's jump in. Um, I believe, especially after the pandemic, um, the stigma, you know, around mental health has really began to fade and people are prioritizing themselves and their mental, physical and spiritual well-being within, you know, various areas of their lives, whether that be professional, whether that be personal. So, and I say especially after the pandemic, because I think, you know, with the isolation, with the quarantine in the very beginning, and just the anxiety and stress that came over, or sorry, the anxiety and stress that happened over not knowing what was going on. Like sometimes I think back to March, 2020, when I was living in Costa Rica at the time, I was attending a uh, university over there and I was there for about a month and a half. And that's kind of when all of the COVID craziness started. And I remember getting the call or actually it was an email from my university that I was being sent home. And it was just like the fear of unknown. Um, I don't believe there is any at that point reported deaths yet, but it was just wild. Like no one knew what was going on. They rushed booked a flight. Um, I think like within a week for us to, you know, fly back to the U S and it was just, it was crazy. And there was so much just, like I said, unknown fear, stress, anxiety that I feel like because of all of those amplified feelings, like people really started to check in with themselves, their mental health. And I think that's one of the really big drivers as to why there's so much talked about with mental health and well-being and self-care um, on social media and there's podcasts and there's TikToks and it's just something that's like not taboo anymore and it's just readily talked about which I think is great um, but I'm getting a little bit off topic because what I actually wanted to jump into was how at the same time that you know self-care is really not taboo and and talked about nowadays there's this new I don't know if it's new, but there's this like version, I call it like modern self-care, which is just like this commodification of self-care. Um, so it's products trying to be sold to you. And also it's like minimizing self-care to bubble baths, face masks, and pedicures. I also want to note that I'm going to say the word self-care like at least a thousand times. I'm going to try to minimize it as I go through, but I'm sorry if it gets really repetitive. Um, but yeah, so in this modern self-care, trendy, fad, I don't even know what it would be considered. Um, it's this idea of like treating yourself, 
right? But in order for you to treat yourself, you need to have the 55, like the $55 bath bomb and the $30 crystals. And you need to take time off from work in order to have a you day. And it's like really just perpetuating this unattainable and unrealistic standard of what it means to take time for yourself and tend to your well-being. And I also think social media like really amplifies this tenfold. So it's like seeing the women engage in this wellness self-care lifestyle, but they have the $300 a month, you know, Pilates membership where they do Pilates every morning and then they go to the cafe and they get their $10 almond milk lattes. And it's like, be fucking for real. I, like, that's literally what I say to myself. And then I find myself binge, you know, scrolling through the content and feeling like, ugh. Should I be doing this? Um, But I think like at the end of the day, buying a product won't make you feel better in the same way that nothing external can truly heal you, right? Like healing comes from within. You are already complete. And yes, outside help and advice is great. For example, therapy and counseling and talking and venting with friends and family is incredibly helpful. And I don't want to like minimize the impact that that has, but you also need to be able to tap into your own power and recognize your innate greatness and your innate wholeness, that you're the master of your reality and your happiness and your energy. And I think with this commodification of self-care, it's like, it's really no surprise because we live in a capitalist society and, you know, it's run by money and profit over people. But with these self-care practices kind of becoming this band-aid solution versus actually addressing the root of issues, then I often wonder, like, is it doing more harm than good? Like, yes, this topic is no longer taboo and it's like talked about on social media and on TV shows and within movies. But if it's not actually getting to like the root issue, which I kind of will get into later in the episode, then like, yes, it's talked about, but is it doing more harm than good? Is it setting unrealistic standards? You know, is it creating this trend that's unattainable and or like unrealistic for a majority of the population, then making them feel worse that they're not able to tap into it? Um, And I also want to mention that there are also systematic structures that keep people disempowered and stuck and at risk of serious harm. Like the list can go on. There's like, it's racism and the patriarchy and sexism and homophobia and just these belief systems that perpetuate oppression. And, you know, without abolishing these systems and creating a world where each and every human has the equal opportunity to live and thrive with respect and dignity and support, then we'll just continue to see mental health issues and the need for collective well-being. So like you can you can meditate and you can take a bubble bath, but if you go into work and you're continuing you're continuously getting passed over for a promotion because you're not taken as serious as let's say your male counterpart um, because of your gender or for example your white coworker because of your race, then it's like no meditation in the world is going to be able to solve that, right? It's just that band-aid solution. Um, I think that's, I'm like still obviously trying to like unlearn things as a white woman that I've been raised to believe. Um, but I think it's like really important to mention and acknowledge that 
there are these social and political structures in place. And without real change, like self-care, like I'm saying, it's just kind of this blanket solution versus actually getting to the root and like addressing why people experience stress and anxiety and depression and why people are deeply unhappy or angry and have the right to be so. Um, but for the sake of time, I want to I want to keep going um, because I, I do think that self-care is not completely without value. I think if we can disentangle it from this capitalist scheme and marketing, um, there are real benefits to reap. So what do I view as self-care? You know, if it's not bubble baths and it's not pedicures. Also, I want to say, like, I'm not knocking those things. Like, treating yourself is 100% important, right? It's just the fact that that's just one small piece of the pie and and not the whole thing. Um, So what I define as self-care, and this is really basic, it's just taking action to improve your health, improve your well-being, and showing yourself love. And there's three things that I want to hit on that I think are like really foundational within true self-care. And that first one is mental health. So setting up healthy and realistic emotional regulation techniques and coping skills for yourself. In other words, like managing your mental health, your stress, your overwhelm, your anxiety, any depressive thoughts or episodes. And I think this is really crucial, um, I actually, I forget where I saw this. It was somewhere online, but it was like a quote talking about how mental well-being is like learning from the past, also living in the present and planning for the future. So I liked how that touched on like the past, present and future. So it's like cultivating self-compassion to forgive yourself from past mistakes, but also learning from those to be better. It's tuning into your current emotions and physical states, understanding triggers and how to take action to self-soothe and overcome unwanted thoughts or situations. And then lastly, it's like setting goals aligned with your values and your wants and your needs and looking towards the future, feeling energized and excited versus fearful or overwhelmed. Um, And I think without mental health and like really being able to manage your thoughts and your feelings that self-care truly can exist, So it's really carving out the time to ask yourself, like, what are my emotional triggers? Should I be seeing a therapist if it's something that I can, you know, afford to go do? That's another whole topic of, like, accessibility to therapists and counseling and and mental health resources. We can do a whole episode on that. Um, But it's also asking yourself, like, do I feel supported? Do I feel overwhelmed? And really carving out the time to address your mental well-being. And then a second kind of part of self-care that I think is super foundational is inner voice. So this is how do you talk to yourself? How do you talk to yourself and how do you talk about yourself? And I'm going to repeat that because it's that important. How do you talk to yourself and how do you talk about yourself? And I think this is so eye-opening to really unpack that. Like, why, why do you have this inner critic? Why do you have this negative self-talk? If you do. Not everyone does. I know I, I struggle with that. 
And a good example to like be able to evaluate this inner voice is after you make a mistake, how do you react? Do you give yourself grace and understanding? I think that kind of leads into like the first thing that I was talking about with the mental health. It's like um, learning from the past. Do you have self-compassion and forgive yourself for past mistakes? Um, But yeah, so it's how do you react? Do you give yourself grace and understanding? Or do you continue to pile onto yourself with self-blame and anger? I think being able to like do that small reflection gives you a really good idea of do you have this critical negative self-talk? Um, and so I actually recently saw a TikTok as well that said, imagine, and when I, when I like, uh, watched the video, I was like, oh, like shit, I don't, I don't know. Um, but it's basically imagine you switch bodies with your best friend or let's say a sibling for a week and imagine how you would treat their body while you inhabited it for the week. What would you eat? What activities would you do? And how would you talk to yourself? now and then like at the end it was like now treat yourself that way i thought that was really interesting because it was like i was thinking i was like well i guess if i was like inhabiting the body of my best friend like i would i would eat like i mean what is healthy eating like i would eat you know whole quote-unquote healthy foods i would move my body i would meditate i would be so kind and gentle in the way that like i talk to myself And then I was like, but why do I not do that, you know, with the body that I'm inhabiting as myself? So I think it's like really taking that time to have that self-discovery and self-reflection on your inner voice. Also, it's like I, I try to do this practice, but it's so uncomfortable sometimes, which is like in itself is like, why is it uncomfortable to do this? But looking in the mirror especially after the shower looking in the mirror at yourself naked if you struggle maybe at times with like body image and and body positivity or body neutrality um looking in the mirror and just taking in your body and your presence and your existence and looking yourself in the eyes in the mirror and saying you know you're beautiful or you're kind um you're smart you're creative you're funny And first reflecting, like, do I genuinely feel that way? You know, creating a routine where you're looking in the mirror and you're saying that over and over and over again until it comes to the point where you truly believe it. Um, And then it's also thinking, like, do I carve out the time to do things that help reinforce these feelings of I'm beautiful, I'm smart, I'm kind, I'm creative, you know? Do I carve out the time to help build that sense of worth and love and pride and joy and that, you know, sense of care? So this is that was kind of like the second bucket of inner voice. And then this final one is putting yourself first. And I don't care who says, you know, putting yourself first is selfish or individualistic. Um, I think putting yourself first is like about prioritizing your needs your health, your well-being, your wants, your desires, your values, listening to your physical body, your inner voice, your deepest values, and really connecting with yourself. And I think in turn, if you do all of these things, you will naturally be more energized. You'll be more fulfilled. You'll be happier. And you'll be more active within your community 
and more active for those that you love, right? Because you're able to do better and be kinder. And how is that selfish? That's like what I think, like how, how is that selfish? I think what actually is selfish is, you know, neglecting yourself to the point of such extreme unhappiness where you're lashing out and projecting onto others. And you're creating, you know, this hostile and harmful and toxic environment. And I have seen that many times again. I've also done that where there's been times where I've been so unhappy with myself and my situation that I'm genuinely cruel and and I'm mean to those around me. Unknowingly, knowingly, both. It's like part of my growth is to not do that. Um, But yeah, that's like, that's real. That's, that happens. Um, So... I think part of self-care and prioritizing yourself is like finding the time, even if it's like five minutes, to just check in with yourself daily and tend to your needs. You know, set your boundaries, say no, quit your job, end the relationship, move to a new city. Yes, those three end examples are, are big examples, but the point is like if you're not taking action to make yourself happy, then who is? Um, okay. We're already at 17 minutes. Um, So these, I'm going to stop here. I I can go on for a lot longer, but I wanted this to be, you know, short, sweet, and to the point. But these are just three examples of what I believe, you know, true self-care looks like for me. It's mental health. It's inner voice. It's putting yourself first. But it also looks so radically different for everyone. The point is that self-care is not something you can be sold on. It's not a product that you buy or something that can be commodified. It comes from within and there is no quick fix. Self-care, it's messy and it's a journey and it takes time and energy and commitment and it's hard and uncomfortable at times because we face truths that we might not want to or you know things that we've been really pushing down and trying to hide from. I think it's about taking action and setting up routines and habits and mindsets that help us to show up and be the best versions of ourselves as well as not doing any work at all, you know, doing no routines, engaging in no mindsets, and just carving out the time to relax and reconnect and recharge and nourish our bodies and souls. And you'll know, you know, when it's time to take action and make a change and be proactive. And then you'll know when it's time to just disconnect and be like, I don't have the energy. You know, I'm not capable of doing that today, or I'm not capable of doing that this week. And you'll know because you're the expert when it comes to yourself. Um, yeah, so that's everything that I have. I hope this has been helpful. I really hope also I was clear with my thoughts. Um, I think this is a very nuanced topic, but I think all of the important ones usually are. Um, and I just want to name again, like this is how I view self-care. And it's more so this idea of it coming from this natural place um, within you where you're determining what your self-care looks like versus it being kind of sold or, or marketed as this drink or as this bubble bath or as this crystal or as this external thing that you need to purchase or use or engage with in order for you to be able to you know, address your happiness and address your feelings of fulfillment and address your well-being. So that's kind of like what, what I wanted to wanted, I wanted to talk about. Um, but yeah, that's all for now. I, I hope that 
topic resonated and have a great day. Bye for now.